Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you just got done seeing a really good movie and now you want to talk about it with your best good buddy. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my best good buddies. First up, you know him, you love him. It's the man, the myth, the legend. Hey! It's Mr. Excuse me. It's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hey, folks at home. And of course, you know her. She's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented. Hey, it's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. So, guys, how have you been this week? Um, not too bad. It's, Can't it's complain. been an interesting week for me. Why? Is, has. Why is that? I'm, I'm walking around with a bum toe. So how did you get the bum toe? I never heard that part of the story. (laughs) It's, I won't go into details, but it's just something that I've been keeping an eye out for. And, you know, I tried to treat myself. Finally had to go to the doctor and I was out of work for two days. Mm -hmm. And I had to literally send pictures to my boss to be like, just so you know, I have a doctor's note. There is an actual medical issue. I'm not just staying home for two days because of something we're going to talk about on the podcast earlier. <laughs> because I, I've been, I mentioned it before. They're like, no, you just want to stay home and watch this new streaming service. I'm like, I mean, yeah, but this, like, that's not the reason. <laughs> I mean, so it's a I good had, reason. It's a great reason, but I had to send physical proof to be like, "This is this is actually happening." Mm-hmm. It just happens to fall on this day, right? So yeah, I've been limping all over the place, but it's getting better, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that I'm here talking to you guys. Yay! Well, it's a good time. It's a good the time. The highlight of my bye week. I guess, because mm-hmm. we do this bi-weekly. <laughs> I'll shut up now. <laughs> Stephen, how are you doing? I'm good. I've been nursing an extremely uh, inflamed leg muscle. But other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Oh. We're um, falling apart. Actually, actually, believe it or not, was able to actually um, partake in this week's topics quite extensively. Ooh. Look at you. Ooh, which I'm is so nice. Excited. Which is nice. Which means Dave See, uh, won't Dave can't make fun of you. Yay. I mean he still will, but <laughs> Oh Dave. Nah, nah, it was good. It's all good. Um so yeah, how have you been, good sir? Well, we just closed the show last week. Yay, uh, my students. It was called Us Them. Uh, it was Ooh. about the 2004 uh, attacks on uh, in Beslan in Russia on school oh, number one. I was one. really hoping it was going to be a sequel to us. No. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Be, that, that would be. That would be. It would be because one of the best like off-brand Halloween costumes I saw at any Halloween store this year, it was the costume and it was the red jumpsuit from us, but they couldn't call it us. So it said the costume from them. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> it was the best thing I've ever Just seen. Just call it red jumpsuit. Everyone will get it. 
Yes. <laughs> What's them? <laughs> Who's them? <laughs> well, we did we did the show, and um, you know, I I gotta say, I was so I was really proud of my students. They they did a fantastic job with it. Um, we took it to competition. Didn't get didn't get far with it, um, unfortunately. But you know, it, it was okay. Because, yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, uh, competitive theater, what an oxymoron. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, how can you, it's... how can you, how can you take a play to competition, you know, and then expect the judges to not be impartial? I don't know. Um, and I, and I've thought that, I've thought that when we, when we won, I've thought that when we lost, um, it's just, I, I don't know. I think. Theater should just be, you know, what it's meant to be, to unite people. Yeah. You know, and, well and fill people with warm fuzzies, make people cry, make people think, you know. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't do that. How dare you? Oh, Stephen, so you'll get a kick out of this. I told my students the story of, you know, you know. I can feel the rhythm of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, this this topic has popped up every once in a blue moon. He is referring, of course, to the famous show, or I guess I should say infamous, infamous show, It Is Written. Named by me. I'd, Named I by made, Marcus. I made a name, even though no one wanted it but Steven. <laughs> I like and to think that Marcus that is get credit for it. Nope. I like to think that that's when Stephen and I became our most united. Oh. <laughs> it was. It's always through hate that I feel like we are just our most united. <laughs> I think that's where we started coining the phrase. We got to get the hell out of here. Oh my gosh! That's when the countdown became very real at Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just beginning. I know. Lily, I I I I would have loved to have seen your reaction in that class. I saw it. No, 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 but What'd like to think? be in it. Oh, in the class. In the class. Cuz there's so much more than just the end product. Oh lord. So many so many personalities in there that just made it a miserable experience. Tell me what this dream means. God, uh, I don't what does know. It mean? <laughs> it's better. It is better than that same year. Our acting one class for half the year we didn't do any acting. We just did stretches to the point where one of the students got hurt. <laughs> like they pulled a hamstring, and I remember this clearly because Rachel Burns. God bless Rachel Burns. She walked in to the classroom on crutches said nothing to any of us but Aww. took one of her crutches pointed it to the teacher and just said you <laughs> after that we started doing monologues <laughs> oh finally i can sit down oh my gosh if we're i tell like, you uh, waiting uh, what's the end game Oh, I love that show. Such a great show. Isn't it? Oh, oh, but Steven, no, he was the best part about competition. 
This this you're really gonna enjoy. Audience, I'm sorry, this is not good podcast material. This is mainly for Steven. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what made it to finals? The Revengers tragedy. Even better or worse, depending on what you wanna how you wanna see it. Oh god. Oh. Is it a musical? It is. Is it a musical we were in? No. It's oh. a music but it's a musical we had to sing. We had to sing. Prepare uh, ye uh, the way of the Lord. I was like, oh no, it's here. <laughs> what do you have against God's spell? It's got God and spells. <laughs> it's like Harry Potter. It's like Harry Potter. Why wouldn't we sing it, guys? <laughs> I have never heard anyone compare Godspell with Harry Potter. I don't know how to feel right now. No. (laughs) Lindley, you so should have been in our class. Oh, my gosh. You keep saying that. Nothing is going to change the past. You can't can't change the past. Of course you can. Of course you can. Of course you can. What What movie? Gatsby. Number one contender. Nice. All right, guys. (laughs) We have. I know the audience is so confused. They're like, I thought they were going to talk about movies, and that was the first movie they talked about. Can we get back to politics? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for getting my Hamilton reference. Um, audience, before we before we get into it, I know, I know, you're waiting. You're waiting very patiently because um, you want to hear about all the wonderful topics tonight. Okay, listen. If you really enjoy the show, by the time you get to the end of this episode, or maybe even like halfway through, you're like, man, those Popcorn Prattle peeps are putting down a lot of stuff that I really like. I want if you, they haven't turned off already. If they haven't turned off already because they're like, <laughs> they're just singing Godspell now. It's got God and spells. I don't we like don't it. Have Uh, I want you to go onto iTunes. I want you to go to Podbean. I want you to go to Stitcher. I want you to go to iHeartRadio. I want you to go to every place that you can uh, download and listen to a podcast. I want you to find Popcorn Prattle. And I want you to hit that subscribe button. I want you to like. I want you to share. I know I sound like some YouTube content creator. Um, But, guys, we have been going strong um, for the past couple of years now, we we just celebrated 100 episodes a couple of weeks ago, um, and we are still going quite strong, and we want more people to hear about this show. So if you really believe in us, if you want to help support us, the best thing you can do, you don't have to give us money, although money is appreciated. You could simply share the episode with your friends and family. Thanksgiving's coming up. This would be a great episode to listen to while you're enjoying that turkey. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Guys, here's tonight's topics. So I got a chance to go see Jojo Rabbit. Very jealous. And then, of course, uh, we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about Disney Plus, because really, is there anything Uh else to talk about? Uh No. (laughs) No. All our souls. In, indeed. They're in our televisions and our streaming services. And, and you know what? I, I'm i not opposed I'm, to it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm perfectly all right with it. I'm um, okay with it. Guys, uh, this is going to be an exciting show. I cannot wait to start talking about it. So let us go ahead. Stephen, Lindley, are you ready? Ready. Ready. 
All right, guys, let's prattle. So before we get into Jojo Rabbit, we have to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, because a new, <laughs> a new trailer just dropped. Sonic has been redone. Thank Jesus. And uh, I, um, yeah, this, this, this trailer was there. And um, Steve, why don't you take us off? Uh, what did you think of the trailer? Because, you know, you're the one who summoned the demon of Sonic the Hedgehog into existence, so. So I'll start with the positive. Uh, the redesign looks infinitely better. He yes. looks way better. I actually, when I first saw it, I was kind of like, well, I don't know. Let me go back and check. Trust me, do a side by side comparison. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to find, you'll be, it instantly brings you back to the horror of what you saw uh, originally. So the design looks so much better. Uh, as far as the trailer goes, I'm going to have to say hashtag not my Jaleel White. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Who is this movie for? I'm going to ask this question because, Marcus, I know you've asked it before about many things. So I'm going to ask it about this. Who is this movie for? It's for you. It is not for me because people like me and my age who grew up with Sonic know that Sonic's key ingredient, design good or no, is attitude. He doesn't really seem like he's got that same kind of attitude uh, that he had back in the 90s. This guy just, this Sonic kind of seems more like a, hey, whoa, kind of guy. Uh, he Okay, he's voiced by the same guy who played John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. Uh, I forget his name. Um, the one that looks like the guy from Stranger Things? Yeah, I think so. Ben Schwartz. Yes. Um, but I don't really get that same attitude that, like, we got from Sonic... Uh, in that early 90s TV show, you know, the one with Jaleel White, and it was very dark and kind of storyline-driven. That Sonic had attitude. This Sonic just seems to be like, Haha, I can run fast! Oh, yeah! And it's like, oh? So, it's not for people my age. Uh, this definitely looks like a kid's movie, but do kids today really even like sonic or oh i mean, God, I, I, mean yeah. I know there's yeah. a, i know there's a fan base for it but outside really... of like that fan base is there really that big of a demand but steven never go on deviant art i was about to say uh never. i try not to but never. i know well i know it's like beyond that crowd is there really an audience yeah well sonic is i mean there's been a resurgence of sonic i mean okay so here's the thing I, I mean, I don't think that this is for the people that watch the cartoon because you have to remember, like, there were still other Sonic games that came out, like, into the 2000s, most notably Sonic Adventure yeah. Battle 2. Like, that, to me, right. that was the thing that got people back into Sonic. And while this doesn't have that same tone, because I would say that Sonic Adventure 2 Battle has the same tone as the TV show, or at least a similar tone, um, because people are, you know, dying and, you know, getting abandoned in that, like, all throughout. Um, but I still feel like there's there's a large number of people that are excited for a Sonic movie, and that 
probably do want this. I don't want this. I think this is a dumb idea because video game movies are dumb and they can't work. Um, because for some reason you can't trust the source material. Um, but no, and, and, and not to interrupt you, but that's another one of my big problems. The whole reason why Dr. Robotnik worked as a villain is because he was the outsider. All right. He was the only human in the game. Everyone else was an animal of some kind of forest critter. Uh, but now, but now it's like they can't let Sonic just do his own thing and save uh, his own planet of Mobius. It's got to be, no, let's go to the human world so we can connect with Blandy McBlanderson from, uh, who is that? Is that, is that the guy who James plays Cyclops? Marsden. Yeah, it's James Marsden. Yeah. It's like, I don't know who that is. Who is that? Hey, I don't I don't, care. I don't, hey, man, calm down about James Marsden. He's all right. I'm not bashing James Marsden. I'm bashing just this idea that that uh, filmmakers seem to feel like anytime you've got like a cartoonish character like Sonic, it's almost like they feel like they can't actually do it unless you make it about humans too. It's, it's this. This is what I'm hoping will happen. I'm hoping something because this movie is going to happen. I am very glad that the filmmakers they listened. To the fans. So that's why I'm trying not to complain so much. Because I'm probably not going to go see this movie. I was never a Sonic fan growing up. But I do appreciate that the filmmakers listen to fans' concerns. But this is what I'm thinking. Because this movie, it looks plot-wise a lot like the Smurfs live-action movie that came out a while ago. Yes! A mythical blue creature comes to the human world... And throws an everyday man into a wild, kooky adventure Mm -hmm. where everyone learns a lesson. So what I'm hoping is that if it is going to get this Smurfs treatment, they'll see the mistakes of this movie and then, you know, maybe make a fully animated Sonic film. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, see, I would have been more excited about a fully animated one, personally, because that's what, because I just, I don't know. I've always wanted to see that over, well, over you, live action. You got to remember too. I think it's the I think it's the stigma that an animated film can't be taken seriously. We know that's not true. I mean, yeah. I mean, one of the top movies of last year, the one that took the popcorn prattle butter bowl uh, award, was a cartoon that many said you know, really didn't feel like a cartoon. It felt like, you know, like just any other movie. It was just a good movie. Um, And it wasn't Disney. It doesn't have to be Disney in order to be a well-made, meaningful movie. I'm looking at Spider-Verse. I'm also looking at the Lego movie. Right. Because the Lego movie blew everyone away. No one was expecting that movie to be great. But I think that there's there's still this stigma within Hollywood where... You know, they they there's they still have this mindset of no one is going to shell out a lot of money to go see an animated film, especially Sonic the Hedgehog. I I don't think that oh, they're they realizing don't. that there is still a fan base. You have new fans and then you have old fans that if you just stick to what made the character great, and again, that's the whole problem with video game movies in general, is that they don't 
they don't follow the source material, which is why we end up hating them. Because you took the story that we loved, and instead of just giving me that, you decided to, you know, do the Zack Snyder thing and, and make it dark and gritty or make it so cartoonish that it's not the same. It's not giving me the same joy as I did as a kid. Um, yeah. And I and I just feel like I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is outside of just don't make the movie. Um, but I also think, again, and we've and we've said this on the show before, Hollywood needs to wake up and realize that there are a lot of different voices and a lot of different people that can take these properties, right? Like you're so you're trying to tell me that there's nobody in Hollywood that's a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan that could and give see, us I don't think exactly that's true. I feel like yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people in Hollywood who grew up on these games and definitely I I'd at least imagine that they were working on this film. But it's almost like the people kind of pulling the strings on it mm-hmm. don't have faith in that property. And it's like it's like they need to you're right, they need to kind of stop looking at it as a risky endeavor and just trust like, hey, there's a reason why people like this. Yeah. You know? So let's give them what they actually want instead of what we think is tried and true and safe. Because look, when films play it safe they're usually pretty forgettable, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't want that. You want people to see it and remember it and talk it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I don't know. Movie could still be good. Yeah. I just wasn't very impressed by the I mean, trailer mm-hmm. or what I was seeing with the characters. The only reason I want to see it is because I, I really want to see Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. I think that's going to be the saving grace of the movie because you know he's going to ham it up. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to give it his all. I'm I'm ready for a resurgence of Jim Carrey. I know he's gotten good reviews with Kidding yeah. on Showtime. Um, you kind of fell off the wagon after... Par, par, Mom and Dad, if you're listening, pardon me, it's the title of a, a movie. <laughs> I think he kind of fell off the wagon as far as um, Kick-Ass 2 goes. He got a lot of... Um, mixed press about that and I think he yeah. I think probably his publicist was like hey man you need to get out of the public eye for a yeah. bit yeah yeah like yeah bring on Jim Carrey bring Jim Carrey back mm-hmm. we need some Jim Carrey in our lives yeah um guys speaking of another uh small animal <laughs> what a segue it's, it's only, <laughs> only a the segue. best only the best for you Lindley um, <laughs> I, uh, I got a chance to see Jojo Rabbit and nice. I have got to say, guys, let me, let me, let me start off this, this spoiler free review with this. Um, this movie like came out of nowhere for me. It really did. All the only thing I knew about this movie was that Sam Rockwell was in it and Taika Waititi was playing Hitler, and I said, sold. (laughs) That was it. That's all I needed. But then to go, to actually go see this movie and to see just how much, how funny it was and how much heart it has is incredible. And and you probably, and you guys probably don't think of this movie as that because there's nothing in the trailer that shows anything as far as like the nitty gritty of 
what this movie's about. The movie barely, I mean, actually, the trailers barely show, barely tell you what it's about. Because um, you would think that it's just about this kid at Nazi camp. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jojo Rabbit is about this uh, young kid. Um, I forget his actual name, but they, but his, but he's, he's a little kid. He's like, uh, I think he's like eight years old. Um, and his name, they nickname him Jojo. And Jojo is off to Nazi youth camp, um, towards the end of World War II. Oh my gosh. And it is horrifying and hilarious at the same time because it opens, it opens with, him and Hitler, he's like putting on his uniform and Hitler's behind him. And I'm sure you guys have realized this, but Hitler is his imaginary friend, which is why he yeah. acts like a child throughout the entire trailer. <laughs> and throughout the entire movie, that is how he acts. Um, there's several sequences that just show how funny Taika Waititi is. That man, he might be one of my new favorite comedic directors. Cause he yeah. he just he gets comedy so well, and there's oh, I I there's there's several there's several key moments where it's just he follows that rule of he follows that comedic rule of three to a T, and it works flawlessly. Um, there's parts in there where he will just keep the same joke going for several minutes, <laughs> and I and it doesn't get old. You ne- you don't get. Uh, you don't get tired of it because a lot of times it's mixed in with a scene of great tension as well. Which I never, I never thought about combining the two together. Um, and so I sat down, I'm like, man, this is awesome stuff. Um, every actor in it has their moment to shine. Um, nice. Sam Rockwell, he shines in it. Um, you would think Taika Waititi's in it like, a lot a lot like he's like he's in every scene he really isn't um okay. it focuses on the kid more so um even scarlett johansson um who is she's actually very funny in this i was like ScarJo, i don't hate you in this movie i thought it would only <laughs> i thought it was only avengers movies where i just despised i uh, didn't despise you but apparently it is avengers and jojo rabbit you give her the right director she can do amazing work and you can tell like she's she's super comfortable in the role um and she actually i mean i don't i would not be surprised if she not to say that she was that great but i would not be surprised if there were talks about her getting an oscar nom because of that role Oh wow! Um, again, not because it was so, not because it was like this spectacular role, but because she does a really good job in it. Um, she plays Jojo's mother, yeah. Um, who, of course, has a secret, and mm-hmm. she, um, you can tell throughout that she is trying to get Jojo to think like, "Are you doing the right thing?" By wanting to be a Nazi, mm-hmm. you know, because he's very much like, like it's it's like they matter of fact, the movie opens with treating uh, Hitler like a rock star. Oh, they wow. play rock music. They show like they show like 
uh, clips of these of these like fans like going crazy and screaming. Um, I don't want to tell you the, I don't want to tell you the music because it made me die laughing when I heard it because I was like perfect. It was it was the perfect song to start, and you got that sense of oh wow, I I get it now. Like I understand like what how these how jojo and the rest of these nazi youth this is how they see him you know Mm -hmm. um he's like their mick jagger it's not a mick jagger song um but it's he's like their mick jagger um the way the way they look at him um i will say the end will there's a it's it brings you in to a very very smooth landing when the movie takes a very serious turn Um, And not that it gets dark or anything like that, but it does make you, there's going to be a moment when you watch it and you're going to be like, that's what this movie's about. That's, that's what you're trying to show here. And it, and it's sad. It's so like, like me and my colleague, Deb, um, we kind of teared up a little bit while we're watching it. Um, And then, then it was over. And I have not stopped talking about this movie since I saw it. Yeah. Like, this is definitely one of those movies where I'm like, uh, day one, I'm getting, I'm going to buy this so I can watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. So, please go see Jojo Rabbit. I know it's it's a limited release. I know that it's not everywhere. Um, And I know it's like, it occasionally, like, they're, they're just moving it from theater to theater. And quite frankly... I think that's smart. This Yeah, it's it's definitely making the rounds so this is it can be ready for Oscar season. This isn't the movie that like everybody is gonna wanna see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're gonna talk about some movies from Disney Plus um that kind of confirm my suspicions about releasing movies on a streaming service. Um I think that it's smart for them to make this more of a limited release because then you're not losing a lot of money over it. And the people who really want to see it are going to see it. And I, I'm always of the mindset, you know, just from like a marketing perspective, if only five people have gotten a chance to see it, but those five people love it, guess what? Everybody's going to want to see it as soon as it comes into town. Yeah, word's going to get out. Yeah, because they're going to be like, well, five people, five out of five people liked it. It must be good. I got to go see it, you know, and regardless of whether or not you go see it and then you either love it or you hate it, it doesn't matter at that point because guess what? They got your money. (laughs) So from a marketing standpoint, I think it's very, I think it's very smart. I personally don't feel like you'll get cheated out of your money. I think it's well worth it. And I think it's an important movie to watch um, in this day and age. You know, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't get overly political at all, um, considering this is about Nazis. Um, but it definitely, you definitely, like I said, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get why this movie is so good and why it's very pertinent to what's happening today. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. And the child actors are fantastic. They're so good. I've heard nice. really good things about the kid that plays JoJo's friend. <gasps> He's so adorable. He's so adorable. Ah. Uh, he's so fat. <laughs> he's so fat, but he's so adorable. 
I love him. I love him so much. He's like he's like everyone's best friend. Ah, I love it. Okay. Yes. Guys, uh, we are going to take a very quick break. We're going to let you listen to a new podcast that maybe you might want to take a second to listen to after you hear from us about our review of Disney Plus and a couple of uh, movies slash TV shows that have come out. So, stay tuned. Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment in association with Brazen and Winch Productions presents Continuum Force, a new time travel adventure audio drama series. An elite force of time travelers discover a terrible truth. The chronicles we've known may not be our past. It could have been altered, our memories changed, and history itself set on a different path. From that moment on, we understood what we had. A time machine? We call it a CTC. I want the ship! I want the money! I want the gold! Come, me hearties! Our booty waits! Yeah! I had no idea they really talked like that. I know, right? I thought Robert Louis Stevenson made that up. <laughs> Fire, you scallywags! Fire! They investigate these anomalies, traveling to different periods of our ancient past to stop a malevolent enemy trying to write a new chapter in humanity's story. Harry Houdini vanishes a monstrous creature taller than a man. You must see it to believe it. In 1947 in New Mexico, a small unidentified flying object crashed. So the occupants of the UFO, were they actually aliens? Or just beings from the future? We can't say with certainty. No, I believe they were aliens. I think that's how they traveled to our planet. Heroes of ages ago, today, in the future. They are the Continuum Force. Okay, it's now or never. Very inspiring. Not exactly a small step for man, you candy ass. Borman, shut up and fire this thing up. Shutting up and firing the hole! Coming January 8th to podcast apps everywhere. It's main event time. So, guys, Disney Plus is finally here. We are in a whole new era of Gods and Monsters. Which, by the way, sorry, side note, finally watched that <laughs> dumb movie. You, I, you watched it? You watched it. Oh, oh, okay. We need to talk about Disney Plus and then after we, oh, we should <laughs> record a special. Talk, I talk about how much I hated thing the after few this. minutes of the mummy that I watched. Sorry, Stephen Biscotti, but oh, yeah. Oh, goodness yeah. gracious. Um, okay, all right. So, Disney Plus, sorry. Got sidetracked. <laughs> um, so let's let's do this, guys. Let's do like initial thoughts of about Disney Plus, uh, and then we have three shows, um, or sorry, one show, two movies that we're going to talk about uh, in particular um, to kind of get you into the holiday spirit, um, as well as the Star Wars season. Um, so, guys, what were your initial thoughts to the? to this new streaming service. I'm I'm guessing that it did not 
it did not crash for you guys. It didn't crash for me. I got in fine. It didn't crash for me either. It the on because I have a, a Roku TV, so it worked fine on my Roku TV. When I downloaded the app later, there were a little problems, but right. I was expecting it. Because everybody and their mother was going to be right, downloading exactly. it on the same day. But considering, like, the problem, mm-hmm. it was minor. I'm not complaining about it. Because it seemed by that by the end of the day, mm-hmm. it was up and running for everybody. Yeah, no problems for me. I want to ask, um, out of sheer curiosity, who are your Disney um, icons? Like, what character? Wakanda Forever! <laughs> as I soon as I saw it. Black I Panther, I was like, it. done. I knew you were going to have <laughs> I will have to ask Anna because uh, she set it up, and I do not know. I, of course, have nice. Belle. As if anyone is surprised. I will say, I am a little disappointed because there are no female Star Wars or Marvel characters except for the Wasp and I think some of the animated characters from Star Wars, but there's no Black Widow, Ooh. there's no Captain Marvel, there's no Leia, there's no Rey. A little disappointed, That's kind of surprising. at least I got Belle. That's kind of surprising. Right? They may have changed it since that first time. Here, I'm going to... Take a look at that now and see if they've changed it. But as far as I was concerned, they hadn't added any well, females. Like well, Lindley is looking at that. Stephen, what were your initial thoughts to the app when you downloaded it? Or once you opened it up and got a chance to explore? So, um, weirdly enough, the first thing I checked out was all the old Pixar shorts uh, that you can't find anywhere. <gasps> yes! And I was really happy to see them. Like... You know, you can probably find them on YouTube, but it was nice to see them in their uh, clearest resolution. That was know? cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched, um, watched Belle. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just really nice to go back and see those. Of course, uh, literally, I didn't even realize this until today. Apparently, Star Wars A New Hope uh, got another upgrade. <laughs> They, yeah, the one on Disney mm. Plus, Greedo shoots first. Sort of. Um, it's, but it's also different because now he has an extra line right before he shoots. Yeah. And now it's like they're almost shooting simultaneously. What? Yeah. He says something like, <laughs> uh, malunky or. Yeah, it was, much, it was trending. Machunky. It was trending. Machunky. Mach- ma- I don't know what he says. Machunky. That's such a weird thing to say. Sounds like what you asked for at the drive-in. What kind of cookie do you want? Machunky. Yeah, because that's what I thought. That's exactly that, what I thought yeah. when I saw that. See, it almost sounds like he was doing the little I um personally when I uh when I opened up the when I opened up the app, uh I immediately just started scrolling through, just looking at everything. Like, I wanted to know what Marvel movies they had. I wanted to see what, like, how far back into the Disney vault are we going? Pleasantly, 
mm-hmm. pleasantly it surprised. Snow White. There were some, and matter of fact, what I loved even more so, and I found this out more through Twitter, because Twitter was, of course, blowing up all day about it. Um, one thing that I loved was seeing some of the Disney original movies that I haven't seen in years. Are you kidding me? Um, that were on there. And, um, like, you know, original shows. Boy Meets World is on there. Like, I cannot wait to watch that again. Um, I found out. I don't, I haven't confirmed it yet. But So Weird is apparently on it. Do you guys remember that mo- that show? <gasps> that show was my jam. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. I need to go back and watch that. I've been, all day I've been bidging That's a Raven. All day I need to go watch So Weird. And Phil of the Future is um, I This, I mean, this app is already, from day one, I'm like, this is amazing. And the best part is they don't have everything out yet. You, you know, like, they're still, they no. still have more they still have more going on deep into their bag of tricks that they are either creating or that they're just waiting to they're just waiting to release and quite frankly in one day and i and hey you can this is my initial thought you can say i'm wrong or or not but to me that overtook netflix I have no interest in watching Netflix right now because guess what? On Disney Plus, I look, I could just watch that. I can watch that for literally hours. All right. Um, and I've and I've been pacing myself with it because, you know, teaching. Um, but it is it's definitely something that, you know, even if you are, even if you don't consider yourself a huge, huge Disney fan. Um, because I would say in recent years, I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not like a, like a a diehard Disney fan, but let me tell you something. This Disney plus app, this Disney plus streaming service, it just puts you right back down memory lane. It's, it's, you know, it's the same feeling I got going to Diagon Alley last summer and just being like, man, I, I love Harry Potter. I forgot how much I love this world, this universe, this franchise, everything about it. And then to just see all that stuff in uh, uh, Disney Plus, it was the exact same thing of just being like, man, I am right back into this world. I am all about it. Let's go. What are we watching first? Um, <laughs> yeah. And just seeing how it's bringing so many people together. I'm saying, I'm, I posted on Instagram and Facebook, um, like, w- what are you watching? And so many people are commenting, my family and I are watching Mary Poppins tonight, or our movie tonight is going to be uh, so-and-so, or my friends and I are going to be watching this. It's It's not just a streaming service. It's kind of... And that's kind of been Disney's thing. It's something that almost, not everyone, but almost everyone can connect with and mm-hmm. have something in common with another person. And this just makes it that more accessible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I. And yeah, I mean, I, 
it's bringing me it's bringing me back down memory lane just seeing all these tv shows that i grew up the with animated series with sitcoms with movies that i'm seeing in a new light and in just mm-hmm. the best right? quality and all these new movies too that they're they're new but they have that same mm-hmm. disney feeling one of the things I watched was the Imagineering story, which the first episode talks about Walt's, uh, the beginning of Disneyland and its conception. And what I appreciated was it didn't tiptoe around like, yeah, we were in debt. Like, like not every, not everything went smoothly. They didn't shy away from that. But it was like all of this, all of this stuff that we're watching was because one man inspired so many others to use their imagination Mm -hmm. and think creatively and inspire people to dream which is what almost everything on this app has inspired Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. at some point and it's going to continue now that it's so accessible i i mean you know we we we've we've mentioned on the show about disney you know kind of being bad for for media and and whatnot and you know just this monster this machine getting too big but at the same time you kind of have to wonder how bad is it really if it's all under one house especially if you allow people Mm -hmm. to still have their own voice because i think that there's a reason why these franchises and these products are all coming under one unified banner you know, um, now whether or not that trend continues, I, that's a story for another time. We're not we're not there yet. Disney Plus has literally ain't been out a week. OK, so we're not <laughs> going to go into that conversation. Um, but right now, just looking at it, um, I think you're right. I think that this is I think this is a good start to the franchise. Yeah. So I think we should start because there's a lot of movies matter of fact just scrolling through (laughs) just scrolling through the app right now (laughs) there are so many different movies so many great things that need to be watched but we're only going to pick three to talk about tonight you guys of course can go out and you can watch them but we're talking about three things that this is our first time watching it um so i i think we should start off with lady in the tramp agreed the live action remake it's yeah. surprisingly, out of all of the Disney remakes, this might be the best yeah. one. It shocks really? me to even say this. I and I had no hope for this movie because Lady and the Tramp was never something that I was like gung ho for as a kid. I really loved this movie. I I forgot how much of a the reason why I feel like I am a bit of a hopeless romantic it's because of Disney movies like it hit me like as I was watching Lady and Tramp and it's the it's the spaghetti scene mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and I'm singing along with it and I'm like oh my god this is what I've based my like my entire outlook on love is on. <laughs> not just like not 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 just like a tramp, but like all Disney movies, which you know, for better or for worse, whatever. Um, but it's 
I mean, you're right, Lindley. I mean, I did not have high hopes for it either. And yet, this is the cutest movie I have ever seen. And and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you something. I think this is why, uh, you know, most people, if you watched Lady and the Tramp, I think you're going to actually enjoy it because you didn't have to spend a whole bunch of money mm-hmm. to watch it. You didn't, you could stay in your pajamas, you could sit on your couch, you know, if you had, you know, a loved one, you could curl up with them, right, in this, like, very, in this Arctic blast that's going across the country right now, Um, and you could just sit back and you could relax and you can enjoy Lady and the Tramp. Um, I think it's that, I think it's that factor, Um, but I also think it is the fact that the voice actors in this so much better than the voice actors in The Lion oh, King. Oh, so much. And the animation helps, too. They're they're real yes. dogs, but they, like, animated their faces or something like that. And they emote. Yeah. There's emotion in their faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I may have to yeah. watch this. Because I really wasn't intending on watching one. Uh, but I think we actually talked about a little while ago, uh, a few episodes back, about how it made more sense to put these live-action remakes on a streaming service than in theaters. So, I don't know. I may have to check out Lady and the Tramp. Well, it does. I think this is where I think this is the route they need to take with these Disney remakes. You know, because they yes. don't need a big. You don't need to to put them out in in theaters. Yeah. You're yeah. never going to make as much money as what you did the first time, and you're just going to piss a whole bunch of people off. Right. But if you put it on Disney+, Plus, you're a lot more forgiving. Because you're like, I'm already paying X amount of dollars for this a month. It's not hurting me to watch this. It's not hurting hurting anybody for this to be out. If not, I'll just watch, you know, The Great Mouse Detective. Which, for the love of God, if they do a great mouse detective live action movie, <gasps> I am all about it. Oh my gosh, it. I need it. I need it. I yeah, need it. I need it so in my life you, right now. Who would you now? play Radigan? Who would be Radigan? Uh, oh, oh, oh Hugh Laurie. Uh, Ooh, Hugh Laurie would Hugh be Laurie. Good. Yeah, and put it, make it Hugh Laurie, and then make <gasps> make Basil. Tom oh man! Oh, my. Gosh, yeah. you get a manager reunion. It's oh, I need it. Or or um, no, no, no. Because isn't there like isn't there a Watson yeah. character? Dawson. Uh, it has to be Andy Circus. <gasps> Andy Circus. Oh. Is or Andy Circus needs to be yeah. in this somehow, or he needs to direct. No, 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 no. Andy, no, 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 no. Andy Circus needs to be the inventor. He no, needs to be the, no, the girl's Andy father. Gets the kidnapped. Andy Circus. Oh is the bat. yeah. Yes. Disney, you need to listen to us. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely. Oh, this this yeah. Basically, we are on board for these remakes, but only only if they are Disney Plus exclusive because quite frankly, uh if Lady and the Tramp is the quality that they're going to put out with it. Also, can I just say uh kudos to Lady and the Tramp. That is the most diverse right? thing I've it, ever it, seen. It was just in a very just long because, time. Hey, this person is good in the part. There's, it's not a plot point. It's Mm-mm. just there. They were just I people. Love, yeah, it was just like this is the norm. I love uh, Darling's 
Darling's voice. Oh my gosh. It was so pretty. Every, oh, everybody. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I love that so much. I love that so much. I might watch it again. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, I like I said, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by Lady and Tramp. Can't say enough good things. Um I I kinda wanna see the original again. Cause I feel like they added scenes, if I'm not mistaken. It's not a shot for shot remake no. like the and Lion I'm glad King was. It's not. I, I, there's more yeah. depth in it, I feel. Like I connected a little more with the characters. I felt that too. Okay, okay. I, I I heard this, but is it true that they took out the offensive scene? Yes, the oh, there the is. A, we are Siamese. There if is you a new yeah, song yeah. that I love it. It's about yeah, how it's much better. That's decorating. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It makes more sense. That scene makes a lot more sense in the remake than it did in the original. Because in the original, I wasn't. It was just like they were just they were just mean. Whereas in this one, it was kind of like that kid who stole his grandmother's car way back when, and they interviewed him, and he's like, I like to do bad mm-hmm. things. That's what I felt <laughs> like these cats were. <laughs> I like to do bad things. <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Which is also on Disney+, Plus, by the way. <gasps> yes, it is. I saw that. <laughs> um. Lindley, you got a jump on the on the holiday films, which don't feel bad because there are a crap ton of holiday films on Disney there Plus. Are, and I'm one of which uh, Muppets Ooh, Christmas Carol. Definitely yeah. watching that and Christmas Mickey's Eve. And Christmas Carol is also on there too. Although the Muppets Christmas Carol is a little better, Shh. far superior. Um, but yes, I I am the person that I I love Christmas, but I. Don't start Christmasing until after Thanksgiving because I don't want to spoil it. But I broke my own rule and watched Noel on Disney Plus, and I have zero regrets because that is the cutest movie in the world. It stars my lady. It, it does star so. Anna Kendrick, who is a absolute. She's so darn likable, but not to the point of her being annoying. Like she's just cute mm-hmm. and a really just a just a good character she plays santa claus's daughter named noel and her brother nick is next in line to become santa so when their dad it's like a it's not like this the whole santa claus where just someone is picked to be santa it's a family thing so when one santa dies then they have an heir who takes on you know the the big red suit and so Nick is in line to become Santa and it's supposed to be his first year, but he gets the jitters and can't do it and he runs away. And so Noelle has to come to, she travels to Phoenix, Arizona to find her brother so they can get Christmas on and off again. And there are some surprises that happens and there's, there's some really tender moments. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was so cute. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. The CGI is a little I, it the the CGI is a little decom ish, but it's mm-hmm. still so cute. It's it's just so cute. I for one, I I can't wait to watch it because um, I saw the trailer for it, and at first I thought it was a uh, I thought it was a Netflix mm-hmm. movie. Um, and then when I saw it was on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, that'll be cute for the holidays. Um, but I mean, it's just because it's it's Bill Hader, isn't yep, it? Bill Hader. 
uh, Anna Kendrick, Shirley McCle- Shirley MacLaine, Billy Eichner. See, that's a, just a great that's just a great cast yep. all around. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean, and and holiday movies. Let me let's just keep it real. They're not like not all of them are fantastic. Nope. But you, but you don't. But a lot of times you don't mind. It's like the uh, Christmas Chronicles. Yep. You know, like that's not the best movie in the world, but doggone it, I'm so excited for the sequel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's when Netflix will get me back. I'll watch the sequel of that, and I'll go right back and watch the Christmas Carol, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Um. So I got a chance to talk about Lady and Tramp. Lindley, you got a chance to speak on Noel. Steven, you got a chance to watch The Mandalorian. So, The Mandalorian. How about that Star Wars universe, huh? It has very high production qualities for a TV series. I was impressed. It looked like it could easily be a movie shown in theaters, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, It had an interesting, engaging story. Definitely a first episode story where we're just kind of introduced to everything, but... Uh, still interesting nonetheless, well acted, uh, the special effects that they, when they use them are pretty good. One thing I really liked though, was the, uh, callback, uh, to a lot of the designs and characters from, uh, the original trilogy. There's, um, a lot of droids that are very, uh, much built in the same style as like ones from A New Hope. Where it's like, oh, that's that's just a walking trash can. But it's nice that they're calling back to those early designs uh, instead of just ignoring them. Um, I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, what did y'all think? What did y'all think? I really liked it. One of the my favorite things about it so far is that the Mandalorian has barely spoken. And yet we already know everything we need to know about him to connect with him he has these moments of silence but through his actions and through the very few things he does say like we don't need a i was born a a poor mandalorian orphan or whatever it has to do we got a little bit of that but we don't need a huge long backstory it's it set up the character so well in the first episode it's it's the it's the classic western. It's the outlaw who comes into town. You get tidbits of information mm-hmm. about him, but you never. But it, it, they don't they don't give you everything about. It's That's like what you know this the. Is. Um, this yeah, is a Star it's, Wars it's, western. Yeah, it's like the Magnificent Seven. You don't know, you don't know so much about the Man in Black. Right. But you still throughout the throughout the movie, you learn like little bits and pieces about him. You you learn about his family. You learn like that's why he is taking on this job to fight this robber baron. And I feel like that is what that's that was what that was the classic trope that I got from Mandalorian, even down to when he's walking. It sounds like Spurs. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Yeah. It's a pure Western, and I think it works. And quite frankly, that was what they should have done with Solo. Yep. Solo should have... I feel like that's what they wanted from Solo, but, you know, directors. Um, I think that 
I think Solo should have been like a full-on Western. And while we didn't get it with that, I'm very glad that we're getting it with The Mandalorian, and I'm very glad we're getting it with an episodic Mandalorian as opposed to a movie. Because I think that this is going to give us a chance as fans, because that's always been my complaint with Star Wars, is the fact that, what is this world, you know? Like, what is this universe, really? We talk about, like, this rich universe with all these characters. You know, we talk about our, our friend Sam, who, you know, he'll tell you all the details about Star Wars. But we don't see it in the movies. You got to show me mm-hmm. more. And that's what I really appreciate from The Mandalorian was that I'm already getting a, a, a fuller sense on what is this community like? You know, what, 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 how does the, how does the world fit into the Star Wars? <laughs> and see, I'll be honest, that's really one of my complaints about uh, the Star Wars expanded universe is I just, there's just so much of it. I just like beyond the Skywalker films, I don't really care. Um, I, I kind of prefer the sort of uh, only hinted at world because it almost makes it uh, seem a lot larger than it re- than you know what we're being presented with. Sometimes I think that works to its benefit, uh, and then sometimes you know expanding on that can be detrimental. Uh, for example, Star Wars Episode Two and One. You know, too much. It's like too much can be bad for you. Um, or, or can kind of help hinder it a little bit. Uh, but here I feel like it was the appropriate amount. Uh, I didn't feel like, uh, it's not like the Mandalorian bumped into someone and then the someone turned out to be Darth Maul or anything big like that. Um, you know, nothing ham fisted trying to show you, see, see, it's all connected. Um, uh, so I did appreciate they didn't go down that route. I think it's more of the fact, you know, because while I, while I agree, um, you know, talking about the, the type of information that you you bring into an expanded universe, and some of it is, you know, completely unnecessary. Like, I don't need to know about trade agreements. But yeah. you... But talks of the Trade star- Federation are so riveting. Are Yeah, they are. You know what's more riveting? Bounty Hunters. <laughs> And we keep hearing about bounty hunters, and yet we haven't gotten, like, a sense of them except out of, like, Star Wars Clone Wars. Oh, my gosh. You know? That's where we got more more into the bounty hunters and, and really more of, like, what this universe is like. But, again, I, I don't – maybe I don't want to watch Clone Wars, you know? Like, I want to be able to watch something like The Mandalorian mm-hmm. to get that story. So, and I feel like that I feel like the Mandalorian's going to give us that because already I'm intrigued by this whole concept that, you know, like how the bounty hunters work. You know, that they come up, they have like a guild master and he gives them the the missions and they're like, "Okay, I'll take this one." Um the fact that there is this seedy uh underworld in the Star Wars universe that again, you we've gotten glimpses of but we've never really gotten a chance to really explore it. We got close in Solo. Mm-hmm. We got real close in Solo. And that, to me, was the most interesting part of that movie. Not, you know, Han going, you know, going on being in the war effort. <laughs> like, that was, like, I was like, oh, okay, so, you're, so this is Rogue because One again? Because of a girl. Yeah! 
Yeah, we're not going to see her again. Which is sad because everything that went on with her and Drayden Voss, I think I covered this the last podcast, but Drayden Voss deserved better. Well, think about this. He can be further explored now. Uh, no, because he's probably going to be busy with WandaVision. Mm, yeah, but he can do more than one thing. True. <laughs> and I mean, like, how, I mean, how much, I'm not saying, like, give him his own series, but if you are doing, like, an earlier story arc, right? Mm. Like, if you include him in, no, he couldn't be in that. Or no, could he? He could be in uh, the Obi-Wan series, can he? Could he? It depends on where, if they're setting it up as like Luke as a baby time period, then maybe. Because I feel like if they're going to, and I'm spoiling this because if you haven't seen Solo yet, it's been a couple years. I feel like since they're bringing back Obi-Wan, you know Darth Maul has to be a big part of this series. If they're going to... if they're I mean, gonna they clearly had plans they, for yeah, him. So maybe... Maybe he could? Well, see, that's why I'm thinking that, that that to me was the whole point of showing that Darth Maul is alive is because, again, it is, it's the idea that they're going to go forward with with the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. the shows, the sh- they've like Kevin Feige has come out recently and said, in order to appreciate the movies to the fullest extent, you're going to have to get Disney Plus and watch WandaVision before you watch Doctor Strange. Yeah. He's like, otherwise, you're going to miss things. You're not going to understand it. And I think that that's, and because he, I, I, I know he's not in charge of, of the Star Wars universe anymore because he's got full control over Marvel, essentially. But when you look at kind of his influence, I I find it hard to believe that he didn't have that same kind of suggestion to say, hey, put nuggets in your movies and let that translate to the TV shows. Because as soon as Darth Maul shows up or we show that it's in the same time period as Solo then I think more people will jump onto Disney Plus because they're going to be like, oh man, like I didn't really like Solo, but I like those characters and I want to see more about this. I want to I want to explore that side of the universe more. I think it's a good marketing tool. Yeah. Mhm. Agreed. Just to get just to get those people in. Cuz I feel like otherwise, like Steven said, then it's a waste of time. Then why'd you show it? <laughs> True. You know what I mean? Like, why Why did we need the Darth Maul cameo? <laughs> yeah, if you're going to have some... It's like when I tell my students, I'm like, okay, if you have a prop in your hand, use the prop. <laughs> Don't just hold on to it. You, you got to use it, hon. Kov's <laughs> gun. Don't introduce it unless you plan on using it. There you go. There's a little, there's a little theater knowledge for you, <laughs> for your audience. Theater. Yes, yes. So... Uh, just to wrap it up in a nice, neat little bow, because there are there are things in the Mandalorian that are spoiler centric, and I and I feel like we I feel like we gotta I feel like we gotta wait I feel like we gotta wait to talk about it because if we don't fully know the implications behind it, 
And the series just started. True. The series just started. I think let's get a few more episodes in before we talk about that big WTF twist. (laughs) Because I was, because when I saw it, my jaw literally dropped and then it was like, the credits. (laughs) Um... But I, but I'm excited because as of this recording, in a couple of hours, a new episode will drop. Yeah, it will. <laughs> so that'll be very, that'll be very fun. Um, I'm sure we will talk about. You know what? We should have a segment centered around the Mandalorian. Ooh. Since we, since we're all able to watch it. What should we? What yes. should we call it? We should call it. Mandacast. Mm, let's workshop this. Podalorian. Podalorian. I like Podalorian. The pod. The Podalorian. The Podalorian. Pop, Trademark. The Popalorian. Cut. Print. Check the gate. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. It's in beta. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, listen. I've had a lovely time talking with y'all, but. Two things. Number one, I have to do some voice acting recording. And number two, uh, like I said, the great mouse detective is on here. And uh, before I go to bed, I need to watch it. So is Don't Look Under the Bed. <gasps> it yes, is? Don't Look Under the Bed is under here. <laughs> so is- Why does Disney Plus turn me into like a, a small child? And the child? goofy movie. <laughs> Extreme goofy movie. <gasps> I can't watch a goofy movie. It makes me also, cry. Here, here are some Disney Plus gems that we have found that I feel like everyone should know about. I'll start with the obvious ones. Um, Return of Return of Jafar is kind of great. Uh, what you mentioned, The Rescuers Down Under. Basically everything Muppet related. Muppet Treasure Island. Dear Lord, that's great. But also The Rocketeers on here. Thumbelina. Is on here, which is not a Disney movie. This is probably a Fox production. Uh, Willow, Never Been Kissed. What? Never Been Kissed is on here. So is 10 Things I Hate About You. And Dan in Real Life, which if you guys have not seen Dan in Real Life, go do yourself a favor on Disney Plus. Go watch Dan in Real Life because it's so sweet. There's so many things to watch. There's so many things to watch. Guys, let's not let us not keep ourselves from Disney Plus <laughs> any longer. Let's not keep the audience away from Disney Plus much longer. Audience, let us know on our Facebook page, um or sorry, our Facebook group page. Let us know what are you watching on Disney Plus? Um is there anything that we should be watching? Uh go ahead and share your favorites. Is there something original that you like? What do you think about the Mandalorian? What should we call our segment when we're <laughs> reviewing the Mandalorian? Probably. Yeah, it's some beta. I like it. Some beta. Some beta. We'll vote. We'll have a vote. Put it on the Instagram, which we also have. We do. I'm using this as a. I'm using this as a plug, Lindley. (laughs) For (laughs) For all of our social media accounts. Do my job and use the Instagram. I'm so sorry. Uh, check us out on Instagram check us out on Twitter uh, check us out of course on Facebook. Although my students tell me that no one uses Facebook except old people. So Ouch. whatever, kids. <laughs> but but we don't just use Facebook. We use other things. So Stephen, 
Where can the folks at home reach you that's not on Facebook? Well, folks at home, you can follow me on Twitter. Just type in at St. Albrecht and you can follow me and get my thoughts on life if that's what you're interested in, I guess. Uh, you can also find my YouTube channel. Just type in uh, Bailey's Film Workshop. Check out my videos there. And you know what? I know we're in the middle of November. We're coming up on Christmas. But you know, hey, since Christmas can begin and end whenever it wants, so can Halloween. Be sure to check out my latest horror video, October 95. Lindley, where can the folks at home reach folks you? Folks at home, you can find me on Instagram at Little Lottie. That's L-O-T-T-I-E. You can also find me on Twitter at Little Lottie 91. I am a writer for the Outlander cast podcast blog. I do a segment called Sassanach Spotlight where we highlight some of the amazing fans of the Outlander fandom. I am also part of the social media team for Universal Monsters Universe. Uh, tomorrow, which this it'll be in the past by the time this goes out, but tomorrow we're actually doing a screening of Son of Dracula. So that's going to be fun if you came out. Thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, check us out there if you like Stephen, want to keep Halloween going a little longer. And, of course, folks at home, if you want to reach me, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. And if you want to hear this voice a little bit more, uh, you can always hear me on Continuum Force. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we just released our Halloween crossover special with the Vampires of Whitechapel, um, where my character, uh, Mr. Connor Dannard, got a chance to deal with some vampires. And, uh, yeah, kind of gets real scared. Kind of scared myself while I was recording it because I did it uh, pretty much in pitch black. Don't know why I did it, but I did and scared myself. <laughs> uh, you can also hear me. You can also hear me on a variety of different uh, audio dramas that are coming up, most notably The Adventures of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, and you can also hear me on Garbage Town, an audio drama musical. And to add to this repertoire, uh, you can also hear me on The Patron Saint of Suicides, um, which is a brand new podcast that is coming out. Um, it's obviously very dark, um, but I'm very excited to be working on it. Just got announced, so that'll be exciting. Exciting stuff. Exciting times of the kingdom. <sighs> Guys, it's been real, but the great mouse detective waits. <laughs> So, before we leave, audience, we leave you with this. From all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. Make good streaming choices.